His and Hers Horror features two adults discussing horror movies, serial killers, and other spooky content that may not be suitable for some listeners. Listener discretion is advised. listening to his and hers horror my name is tia and i'm david and it's the holiday season oh shit yeah it is <laughs> and what's something people do a lot of during the holidays complain yes but other than that i'm gonna have to say loathe people okay i all right this game is over i was thinking shopping oh well yeah <laughs> but that comes along with the complaining and the loathing of other people and I mean, or, or, or maybe not loathing, resent. Okay, that's fair, I guess. The holidays um, always felt like resentment to me, so... Oh, I'm sorry. That's fine. Today we're talking about horror films involving retail. Ooh. And full disclosure, everybody, I've worked several retail jobs, so there's probably going to be a significant portion of me just talking about working retail. <laughs> But it will be pertinent to these films. For the most part, yes. Before we get into the films, I have a couple of retail horror stories Okay. that I want to get into. But hold on a second. What's what's this? What What, what is this? Hmm? Dun, 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 dun. This Week in Horror. Oh my gosh. I know. It's back. All right. So what do we got? I have two movies uh-huh. on my radar. The first one, a teaser trailer was just released, day of recording, we're recording this on the 3rd. So, so just hours ago, I believe. Yes. It's called Studio 666. Okay. Which I had kind of heard little bits and pieces about this just mm-hmm. because it is a comedy horror film starring the Foo Fighters. Okay, I'm in. I know. Like, instantly, I'm like... That sounds amazing. I don't need to know anything else about it. I do know slightly more about it. Okay, what do you got? So, apparently, the plot revolves around them going to what turns out to be like a mansion with like a, a dark past to mm-hmm. record an album. I mean, that's that's been done before. I mean, well, I mean, like, well, bands have done that. Right, but this is like, there's demons and other otherworldly shit. And so... Is it wrong that I'm just picturing the video from Total Eclipse of the Heart? I don't... I mean, I guess not. But those are angels. But I mean, you know, they're cousins. Yeah, fair. So in addition to Dave Grohl, Taylor Hawkins, and the rest of the band, the film also stars Jenny Ortega, Leslie Grossman, Will Forte, Whitney Cummings, and Jeff Garland. Oh, wow. I know. We watched the teaser for Mm -hmm. it. And there's, like, no voiceover or anything. It's just rockin' music and, like, clips. And I'm like, you know what? I was already sold when you told me there was going to be a Foo Fighters horror movie. This might be something I could actually watch with my dad. Yeah! My dad loves the Foo Fighters. He loves Dave Grohl. And you love horror movies. I know! And the Foo Fighters. Yes! So it's a win. It's a bridge. It is. It's, it's a, a bridge. bridge to the heart. Sure. I mean, I already love my dad. Well, yeah, but... I know, but this, <laughs> this this is a better bridge, not that stupid Terabithia shit. Oh, gosh. What? We're going to talk about traumatizing childhood films that aren't actually horror at some point. Yes. Anyway, the second film, I also don't know a whole lot about. Universal is doing another one of their monster films. Okay. You will recall that they, they did that, the Mummy movie with Tom Cruise, yeah. and that didn't do too well. But then The Invisible Man with Elizabeth Moss did really well. Was that part of their whole... That kind of. Kind of? Okay. Kind of. So it's it's very weird the way that they're doing... They're going to say, but this one did good, so it counts. Well, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know exactly what their whole plan is. Anyway. Do they? This one's called Renfield. Okay. So it will specifically focus on Renfield, Dracula's underling. Yeah. Renfield is being played by Nicholas Holt. He's currently playing Peter on The Great on Hulu. Mm-hmm. He was also in the Days of Future Past and X-Men First Class as Hank McCoy. Yeah, yeah. Dracula is being played by Nicholas Cage. Oh, Jesus. Are, are we going to get a reinvigoration of Nicholas Cage? Vampire? I don't know. I'm really excited about it. 
Aquafina is also involved somehow. I don't okay. know exactly. Her character is not named. One of the writers writes for Rick and Morty. Uh, Robert Kirkman is also involved. Oh, wow. So, like, it, it could be good. <laughs> it almost sounds like it has the makings of either being astonishingly excellent uh-huh. or so bad it's good. Honestly, I would be fine with either of those. <laughs> as long as it's not just boring. No. If it's boring, then that's just sad. Honestly, I really want them, I really hope it's like a horror comedy type thing. Because the thing that you don't really know about Nicholas Holt, unless you've watched something like The Great, is he's actually got pretty decent comedy chops. Okay. So if they were to do like a comedy horror type thing with Renfield and Dracula, I would be down for that 100%. Sure. It could be good. Well, and I mean, I love Nicolas Cage, but sometimes his serious stuff reads comedic. It kind of depends. Yeah. I mean, Matchstick Men is not a comedy, but there are some hilarious bits in it. That's Just true. Saying. Yeah. So that's all I have for this week in horror. Okay. So before we get into discussing the movies, mm-hmm. um, I have a couple of, how do I want to word this? I don't know. Retail frontline stories. Here we are from the front lines. Oh, Jesus. Tia with retail. <laughs> All right. So I want to preface this by saying these are my own personal experiences. Mm-hmm. I have only ever worked retail in the United States and at that in Missouri. Right. So it's entirely possible that my impressions are not the same everywhere. But for the most part, I feel like a lot of the stuff that I'm going to be talking about when I nitpick on things in this episode. Sure. Are fairly accurate. Okay. If I'm wrong, I apologize, because one of these movies does take place in Canada. So, I don't know. Retail stuff may work differently in Canada. I'm going based on my America lenses. Does that make sense? American lenses. I have my... Proud own... sponsor of his and hers whore. I have my America glasses on. Okay. So... So your glasses. I don't wear glasses. You know what I mean? Yes. I... <laughs> <sighs> Already. Already this is going so off the rails. Yeah. All right. So what do you got? So most of my retail experience has been at stores that are part of a mall. Okay. Um, Mall or shopping center of some sort. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not sure if malls are a North America thing or if they have them in other countries. There are are malls in other countries. I can assure you I've been there. Okay. Cool. I don't know. I've never traveled. So I don't assume. I realized, I was trying to think, I've only ever worked in one big box store. Mm-hmm. And I had completely forgotten it because I think I only worked at one for like six months, if mm-hmm. that. So this first story is from that experience. I actually have two from that place. It is one of the big box stores that ends in the word Mart. Okay. I'll let you all try and figure out or decide which one you think it is. This way we're not actually putting the place on No, blast. no, I'm not going to be naming places. <laughs> so the first story I have, I was a cashier. Mm-hmm. And because of where the town I live in is located, it's it's not, I say town, but it's actually a pretty decent sized city. Yeah. Um, Small to medium sized city. Yeah. And because of that, people that live in like the smaller towns and the rural areas around the city, they'll come in on the weekends and do like their shopping for the week and go to church and what have you. Right. So I was a cashier and this guy had three unruly teenage boys and like two and a half carts loaded with food and like other necessities. Right. And of course, because it's a lot of stuff, it's taking me a while to scan everything through. Right. Because I'm running out of space to put things. So I keep having to stop, bag what I've already scanned, Mm -hmm. put it in an empty cart. And then, like, there's a process that has to happen. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just to keep space available. Right, right, exactly. So this entire fucking time, this dude is bitching about how I'm taking forever. And across the street from my store is a location of the other big box store that ends in Mart. Okay. So he is complaining about how I'm taking too long and this is annoying and uh, he should have just gone to the other store because they're cheaper and wouldn't be and their customer service is better and blah, blah, blah. This is the first time I ever snapped on a customer in my life. I've only ever done it like five times, but this is the first time because in the middle of scanning his stuff, I stop what I'm doing and I look him dead in the face and I say, you know what? Go to the other store. Wow. 
you know, if it's so much better, you go ahead and go. I will gladly put all this stuff away from you and you can go over there. And he didn't say anything for a second. (laughs) And I could tell because he had three unruly teenage boys with him. He did not want to go through this whole process of going through a second store, Mm -hmm. collecting all of this shit, and then going through the same process. So he's like, no, 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 it's fine. It's fine. And I'm like, okay. He did not say another word (laughs) the rest of that transaction. That's some... (laughs) That's some guts. Yeah. That's some guts. I mean, I'd be terrified to do something like that. I was 18. I did not give a fuck. (laughs) Oh, well, fair. Okay. I, I I was 18. I didn't have bills or anything so if i lost this job it wasn't that big a deal Mm. we were probably going to be closing anyway and they ended up closing after another few months right so didn't matter the other one from that store i have is there's a reason that i always when i buy new clothes i always wash them before i wear them Mm -hmm. and it is because people when they try on clothing particularly in big box stores but like other clothing stores as well People can be fucking nasty. Yeah. I distinctly remember the girls who ran the changing rooms talking about cleaning up blood. Um, Mm -hmm. There was one particular instance where someone had tried on a thong and there was... Wait, you can't try on underwear? Someone had tried on a thong and there was fecal matter dried onto it by the time they found it. I am 100% serious. Mm-hmm. Now you know why I wash clothes before I before I wear them. Well, that's why. See how nasty. I know people are nasty. People are nasty. Yes. I mean, not you, listeners. Not, no, you're, you're but fine. some people are gross. I feel like people when you talk about retail, a lot of people hear the horror stories, and for the most part, it's fine. You get some really nice people. Like there are, there were some people when I still worked in retail. Um, I've worked at a video store and I've worked at a coffee shop that also sold like bulk coffee and espresso machines. Mm -hmm. And I've worked at a clothing store. Right. And you'll get regulars that come in once a week or once a month and they're an absolute joy to deal with. But then (laughs) you get some people that it seems like they make it their mission in life to make you just fucking miserable. Mm hmm. So the last story I'm going to tell, as far as I'm aware, is when I worked at a video store. Okay. So this was not a video rental store, but like a video. We sold DVDs, memorabilia from movies, like, you know, t-shirts and other stuff like that. Um, Snacks and stuff. We actually, the store I worked in had the largest selection of anime. Oh, okay. And we also sold various, like, anime t-shirts, toys, and stuff like that. Cool. That was the first time I got Pocky, actually, because we sold Japanese snacks. Cool. We had a membership program. Mm -hmm. A lot of retailers will have some sort of membership program where the more money you spend, the more points you get. Yeah, to kind of drive sales, but because the consumer feels like they're actually getting something else. Right, it's some sort of reward. So, like, there's even places now... Like, I know two places that I shop that have actually pretty decent reward programs are Torrid and Best Buy. Are they paying us? They're not, but, like, (laughs) I promote them freely because their stuff is good and their reward program is amazing. Okay. It doesn't take very long for you to earn a reward there at either place. So what's the horror story, though? Okay. So at the video store I worked at, we had one of these reward programs. And the way that it worked, because this was, like, 15 years ago, when you got a certain number of points, they mailed you a certificate. Mm -hmm. And it was for, you know, five, 10, $15 off. It was always $5 increments, but they expired. Right. And we had this woman who lived out of town come in with a, it was only like $5 off, Mm -hmm. but it had expired. And because of the way the system was set up, I didn't have a way that I could go ahead and use it. What you could do when one of these expired is you could call corporate and tell them it expired and they would send you a new one. Right. She did not like that answer (laughs) and insisted I was going to do something about it right now or she was not leaving my store. And she just continued to throw a fuss and it's like, you need to do this. When someone says you need to do this, no, (laughs) it bothers me. Yeah. So finally, I was an assistant manager. She asked to speak to my manager. 
And of course, my manager comes out and tells her the exact same thing I did. Mm -hmm. She is just throwing an absolute fit. Over $5. Over $5. Yeah. Because the whole thing is because she lives out of town. She doesn't want to have to come back in later to spend that $5. Isn't it the customer's responsibility to check the dates on their coupons? Yes. And the thing is, it wasn't like it was small. It was listed. It, the expiration date was underneath the amount. So it would say $5 expires such and such. Right. And it was like a month to two months they expired. It wasn't like they expired really quickly. And it wasn't like she had lost it. She could get it back. Right. And she finally lost it. And she was like, leaving the store and she's like, I'm going to come back and I'm going to complain to your manager. And my manager says, well, I am the manager. So what now? And (laughs) the lady again starts pitching a fit. And my managers in this little sing song voice that she clearly did loud enough so that this woman could hear goes, life's too short to be crabby. (laughs) And her lady's face just red. And she grabbed her certificate and walked out. And I don't think we ever saw her again, which that's fine. All of one of our regulars was there and he spent like $200. So it's fine. Yeah. (laughs) Cool. Yeah. People are hilarious. Anyway, I'll probably end up telling another story or two here or there, but Mm. we'll see. Maybe I'll do. I have one more that's a recent favorite and maybe I'll do that at the end. Okay. All right. So let's talk about slacks. Yeah. Movie. Movie. Slacks is a Shutter exclusive. Yes. It was released in 2020. Actually, I say it's a Shutter exclusive. You can rent it on Amazon Prime. Oh, really? For like seven bucks. Yeah. Okay. So the plot, after an accident involving a thresher and a child laborer, a possessed pair of jeans seeks to punish the trendy clothing company responsible. Yes. Yeah. Fairly succinct. I'm trying to get better at like short, sweet plot summaries. I'm also going to deign to be less spoilery going yeah. forward because it, it occurred to me that maybe that was kind of a dick move the way I've been doing things and I don't want to do that anymore. Okay. <laughs> so. Uh, we'll tease you into the film and then you'll. And, and then make your own choice. If you're like my mom and I know you're not going to watch it, you know what? I'll just tell you about the movie at lunch one day. There you go. We'll go get pancakes and then I'll tell you. <laughs> pancakes. Pancakes. Okay, no joke, we are going to lunch on Monday, and I'm totally going to get the lemon ricotta pancakes. Okay, fair enough. (laughs) Anyway, tell me about Slacks. So the director is Elsa, I'm not sure if the last name is Kephart or Kephart, because it's K-E-P-H-A-R-T. I'm assuming it's Kephart. Okay. Screenplay by Patricia Gomez and Elsa Kephart. The cast, we have Romaine Dennis's Libby. They were Sam on Nomads. Sahar Bojani is Shruti. She was Margie on Sex and Ethnicity. Okay. Brett Donahue is Craig. He was Tex on Private Eyes. Mm. Stephen Bogart is Harold Langsgrove. He was Carl on The Umbrella Academy. Yes. Which I was like, oh, yeah, that's why he looks familiar. Kenny Wong is Lord. He was Arnold on Transplant. Okay. Jessica B. Hill is Hunter. She was Kathleen in Five Days at Memorial. Tiana Nori is Barb Lebowski. She was Joanna in The Sublet. Hanukkah Talbot is Gemma. She was Clara in Ready or Not. Okay. I think that was one of the maids. And then Erica Anderson is Peyton Jules. She is Maya in Killer Prom. Sweet. So most of my thoughts, because I'm trying not to get into spoilery things, my thoughts are on like the retail aspect. Okay. I will talk about the movie also a little bit but i'm tr- again i'm gonna try not to be spo- so spoilery anymore well i mean any more trailers give away the entire movie that's true so this girl libby this is her first day working at this place it's called ccc ccc it's like canadian clothing company or canadian cotton clothiers or something like that i don't remember exactly maybe i should look it up Okay, it's Canadian Cotton Clothers. Okay. I couldn't remember. I knew it was CCC, because that's the main thing that you keep seeing. (laughs) So my immediate thought when she walks into the store is it's set up by color. Mm Mm-hmm. So there's, they call them ecosystems. It's the aqua ecosystem. So there's like, this is where all the blue things are, and this is where all the aquamarine things are, and this is yellow. and, And my first thing is, and again, this is, just going based on my own personal experience. 
no clothing store I have ever worked at organizes things by color. The last clothing store I worked at divided things based on like what you would be doing when you're wearing them. Mm. So there was like, this is where outerwear goes. This is where the workout clothes go. This is casual. Just other stuff was, it was based on that. Right. One One of the other things I noticed in this part is Lord is talking to a customer and he's talking about how they have, they're currently in their aquamarine sale. So if you buy something that's uh, aquamarine, it's 65% off. Because of Aqua 65? Aqua 65. It's our Aqua 65 sale. And I'm like, that's not a thing. Because, again, when you have a sale, typically it's a particular style of an item, not anything in the store that is that color. The only time it isn't like that, like, there would be times where there is a particular color of, let's say, a t-shirt. Mm-hmm. And that color in that t-shirt style wasn't selling very well. So they would have us pull all of that item in that color and stick it in clearance. Yeah. But that was about it. It's not like uh, anything that's this color goes. And it's wild how when you see sale, you think, I am getting a steal on this. But clearance, people go... Maybe I can find something in clearance. Like, like it's a bad thing. Mm-hmm. Like, there's something wrong with them. No. The only time I will say it's difficult when it comes to clearance is if you are, like, a difficult size or a... Po- not, not a difficult size. Uh, if you're a popular size, mm. you're less likely to find something good for you in clearance. I just, again, speaking from my own personal experience. If Fair. I find something at my, at the, my clothing store of choice that I want, I have to get it when I see it, because I am a popular size. So there you go. Popularity. Yeah. Well, hooray me. I'm popular somehow. <laughs> thank you. You're popular um, in my heart. Thank you. So Libby comes in and she's just this bright eyed, bushy tailed. I don't think she's ever worked before because she's not jaded yet. And she loves the ethos and of this company. She loves the ethos of this company because their whole thing is like, non-GMOs and eco-friendly and no sweatshops and blah, blah, blah. Yeah, like, fair trade and organically ethical, harvested and everything like, ethical and yeah. above board and be one with, with everything. We're a family here, which... Ugh, no. But I love when she she introduces herself to Shruti, who... Shruti is a retail worker. 100%. Yes. Shruti is me. When I... <laughs> When I I was like, I don't give a shit. I just want to do my fucking job and go home. But she takes her to Craig, who is the manager. And Craig has like, seems to not know who Libby is, which confused me because I'm like, dude, you're the manager. How do you not know who this person is? Did you not hire them? Because every retail job I've worked, except for one, I was hired by the store manager. Right. The only time I wasn't was there was one place I worked where I was hired by the assistant manager because at the time the manager was on maternity leave. Well, see, there you go. And when the manager came back, she did not like me. <laughs> so anyway, that was her loss. Well, you know, whatever. Anyway, so Libby is starting on a very big night because their new product line is coming out and Apparently, once the store closes, they're going to go into lockdown and get rid of all the old product. Basically, you box everything up and put it Mm -hmm. in the stock room. Yeah. And put out the new stuff. Right. And I don't think, as someone who worked in retail management, I I would never start a new employee on an important night like that. No. No, 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 no. Absolutely no way would I start a new employee on a major night uh, like Black Friday or a floor change night or if we're doing inventory. Yeah, absolutely not. That's not a day you want to start somebody. So I don't, it's weird to me, but whatever. Again, maybe they do things different in places that aren't mid Missouri. (laughs) I think that would be kind of a universal logical choice. I would think so. They, they do that in the other movie we're going to talk about too. There's that guy Emmett who's like, Oh, they told me I could shadow you. Yeah, no. And I'm like, no, 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 no. on Black Friday? No, that ain't happening. <laughs> I have thoughts about that, too, and we'll get into it. Okay. Anyway, so in looking at this particular store, I have questions about it. Okay. I'm curious as to the location of this store, 
because the size of the sales floor seems like it's in a mall mm-hmm. or maybe like a shopping center where the entrance to the store goes to the outside rather than a hallway. Right. But their stock room is fucking huge. It's like a freaking warehouse. That's a big... that Their stock room screams big box store. Yeah. Because the last store I worked at, our sales floor was four times as big as the, the one in the movie. But our stock room was very small. <laughs> so one of the things with clothing retailers is if you work at a clothing store, they typically want you to kind of have the look mm-hmm. yeah. of that store. Which is why I love the conversation that Libby has with Lord. Yes. When he's talking about how her clothing needs to match the current floor set. Because he's like, you need to be wearing CCC product on and off the floor. And she's like, well, I am. And he's like, oh, honey. And he's like, oh. And she's like, I bought just, and she's like, I just, he's like, goes from the current look. And she's like, I just bought this three months ago. And he's like, yeah, that's old. Yeah, I think he said that's like 14 seasons ago or something crazy yeah. like that. And I'm like, I, that's why I, don't yeah. fashion. No, there was there's a, a clothing store that I worked at where when I first started working there, it was just you need to be wearing something that looks like you could have bought it here. And then it changed to you need to wear our clothes when you're here. And then it changed even more to you need to be wearing the current floor set from head to toe, which when you're plus size and you're working at a store that is for outdoorsy types their plus size clothes are hard to come by and typically don't fit very well because they don't think about clothing a plus size person when they're like an outdoor outfitters kind of place. Right. They don't. So one of the other things that I found interesting about this particular movie. So the whole thing is all the employees after closing, the store's going to go into lockdown. Yeah. Like a full on, like full on secure no, lockdown. No, nobody gets in or out. And it even extends to the fact that the phone lines and the internet are intentionally down. Now, the plot reason they give for doing this is because this is a flagship store and they have a very exclusive new gene line that's coming out and they don't want anything getting leaked before they open the next morning. But from a liability issue, you can't lock your employees in the store and not give them a way to get out. Because, again, not only are they locked in, they don't have the phone or the internet. So if something were to happen, they are proper fucked. What? I'm, you, you said something that kind of struck a chord with me that it, it's... Maybe I'm dumb. Okay. I, 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 I don't know. Maybe, may, maybe I'm just a, a I don't complete think you're dumb, buffoon, but, but ask your question. Okay, so it's denim cloth mm-hmm. with two leg compartments that open... So your your feet can come out. Yeah. And your ass and and crotch fits are in the top. Yeah. Yes, they with, are. With some sort of closure. Yeah, yeah they're jeans. They're, they're jeans. Yeah. Like, I've seen children draw pictures of that. Yeah. Okay. What fucking design element are they worried about leaking? So these particular jeans apparently are made from some sort of experimental cotton. That <laughs> experimental is, cotton <laughs> is heat reactive. So they mold to your body shape. Yeah, there's a thing about that, though. I, and I it, I didn't catch it the first time I saw it, but I did catch it this time. Okay. Because they talk about how this can fit anybody's body size up one size or down one size. Yeah. That's, that's not anybody. Yeah. So I don't know. So they're talking like increments of five pounds. And, I, yeah. and, I'm, and I'm like, so basically... All you assholes could wear it. I'm still out of luck. Yeah, it's they make it sound like some sort of sisterhood of the traveling pants type bullshit, but it's mm-hmm. not at all. Because unless all the sisters are are like at going to the same gym or something. Well, because realistically, if that kind of clothing were to exist, it would be more like the the clothes that Marty McFly puts on in Back to the Future Part Two when he's in the future. Yeah, yeah. Where yeah. he puts it on and then presses a button and it shrinks up to form to his body, but it starts out really really loose i feel like they wouldn't start out super super tight i don't like tight jeans anyway i don't either i hate stuff 
super tight on my legs. The whole, you miss me with that skinny jeans shit. I'm not. I, I no. will say I do appreciate one angle they were going for and saying that these are jeans for everybody. Any, that is kind of nice because they do say they're like, these are, are, are a unisex jean. You know, and an, anybody could wear them. Yeah. Which, I, I, yeah, I appreciate that. That is nice. Because there have been many times where I'm like, wow, this is a great shirt. And then I look and I'm in the women's section. Or, wow, these jeans are nice. Well, the way to tell whether or not the jeans are, are nice or not is if your hand only goes partway in your pocket, you're standing in the women's section. Yeah. If your hand can go into the pocket. Or if the jeans look like they have pockets and you try them on and you go to stick your hand in the pocket and it turns out it's a decorative pocket and that shit is sewn shut. Mm, I am not even kidding. I have two pairs of jeans that have decorative pockets. Well, call me Polly because I need some pockets. It's it's aggravating. Women's fashion in general is extremely aggravating. We do not have the time to get into it. No. So. Not in this episode. (laughs) The jeans killing people is fucking adorable. Yeah. I love that it's not the same thing every time. Yeah. It, the different ki- these jeans get different kills. They do not these jeans do not give a fuck. <laughs> they will fuck you up, fam. It's so yes. great. And I love the little the little slurping noises like the jeans have a mouth and are it drinking the blood. Itself. It's so cute. <laughs> it this sounds ridiculous, okay? This sounds like in the realm of, like, deathbed, the bed it that It kind eats. of is, but, like, in the best possible way. Yeah. This doesn't have these long exposition dumps from a guy behind a portrait. No. This just happens in real time. And exactly. And it's, like, great. And poor Libby is just, like, but shouldn't we do something? And... Craig is going for regional manager, so no. <laughs> He's like, well, just take care of it later. Trust me. I know, it's so great. The effects work is amazing in this film. It is, it's really good. And if you watch through to the credits, you actually get to see that these are practical effects. Yeah. The jeans killing people and moving around and stuff, practical. Yeah, which I really appreciate. CGI has its place. Yeah. But I am 100%, particularly when it comes to like horror movies and stuff, that if it can be done practically, it should be done practically. I have one last thought about this film that is non-spoil well it's not really spoilery because it's kind of obvious finding out that this company is full of shit on their whole we're ethical thing Mm -hmm. is the least surprising thing about this movie (laughs) yeah because that is absolutely 100% a company being like like that fucking tracks for most companies of being like oh no we're gonna do this and we're gonna do this and we're super ethical and we're gonna recycle and but then like Finding ways not to do that. Yeah. I have one thought on some of the staff. I want... Okay. I want you to go because I'm willing to bet most of these people are people I've worked with. No. My thought is this. You have a new person who's, for some reason, being trained up today. And you've got these three, not counting the manager, Mm -hmm. senior individuals on the floor. And they're taking an awful long time to pack up the old floor set. You can just toss that shit in a box. You don't have to fold it fancy. I'll give a shit about that. Okay, fair. For for my point. It bothered me. I I understand. understand. (laughs) Having done that, it bothered me. (laughs) I understand that bothered you. But here, from a training aspect, I'm sitting here thinking... Oh, that's right. Yeah, because you're a trainer. That's your job. Libby goes to one person, gets pushed off onto another person. The other person's like, I don't have time for this. Go find this person. Dead body. So she's just floundering. I know. And no one gives a shit. No. And she tries. She fucking tries. And that's how you lose employees. Yeah. Well, that's one of the ways. Well, and and killer pants too. But I mean, yeah, killer pants. But I just felt so bad for her because, I mean, this is her first day. And also, did she fill out her paperwork? Yeah, because that's a pretty fat stack of paperwork. That amount of paperwork alone, I feel like, would take an hour. Yeah, at easily. least. Well, I mean, when you consider tax forms and all the stuff, and you know, company forms saying, "Hey, you know, I'm not gonna steal" and all that. There's jazz. probably some sort of liability forms she'd have to fill out, also. Yeah. Any information regarding workman safety and. Welcome to his and hers horror HR corner. Well, okay. <laughs> We're ta- when you're talking about retail, right, and stuff like that, like. I've been in management before, yeah. and you are a trainer and are technically management. So mm-hmm. it's the there's the things that we think about. Yeah, yeah. I have to remind myself I'm in charge of things sometimes. So it's yeah, 
People go, hey, this is broken. I go, wow, that sucks. <laughs> oh, shit, I got to take can you, care of it. Can you, can you believe that I'm just like a whole adult? I'm unsupervised, like, all the time. <laughs> I know, and somehow People I People look to me for answers on things, and I'm like, who are you looking at? <laughs> well, it's like when people are like, hey, that's a great idea. I'm like, that was off the cuff. That was no thought. Why don't we, before like, we make any sure? big decisions, <laughs> let me look at the situation again and, and make sure... Because I was just throwing something at the wall, and everyone's going, oh, great. I'm like, hold up, hold up, hold up. Before we start the parade. You have this confidence that everyone just accepts that what you're saying is great. I can make people believe me, and that is a (laughs) very dangerous power. Like, people are like, hey, uh, you know, how many of these do we have? Oh, 243. It's going to be super helpful when the world ends. Yeah. Slacks, all in all, I feel, it's a good, fun movie. It's one of those ones where... This happens with us every once in a while where something will come up on Shutter that's like a, a Shutter exclusive. Yeah. And we just have some free time and we kind of want to watch a movie and you're like, we'll just be like, you know what? Let's watch this. By the way, speaking of exclusivity, yes. from the movie's official website, it's apparently now also on Vimeo On Demand and iTunes. Oh, cool. So yeah, so if you don't have Shutter, you can still rent it. I don't know if the iTunes is specific to Canada because there's a link here. It's itunes.apple.com slash ca slash movie slash slacks slash some long ID. Yeah, I don't know. But there are options. There are options if you don't have Shutter. Although if you're listening to us and you don't have Shutter, you should really have Shutter. They're not paying us. No. But like. They could. It's like $5.99 a month. Yeah. I mean. And they have a ton of stuff. No matter what you're into, they've got you. Even documentaries. Documentaries and um, older movies, newer movies, stuff that's a little more niche. Like, they have it all. Mm. Anyway. So that was the, that's it for Slacks, as far as I'm concerned. Okay. So let's talk about our next film. Mm-hmm. I say next film like we're going to do another one after. It's our last film. We do too. Anyway. Most of the time. Most of the time. Let's talk about Black Friday. Yes. Now, full disclosure, we were originally going to do the retail episode, like retail horror, like two weeks ago. Mm -hmm. And then the day before we were supposed to record, the trailer for this movie came out. Mm -hmm. And I I saw it and I was furious. Yeah, yeah, you were. Because the film we are we, we were originally we were going to do slacks and needful things. Uh huh. But needful things really isn't really. It's retail. not really retail. Uh, but we couldn't do chopping mall because we'd already done it, and and it really has nothing to do with retail, right? Exactly. And so then the trailer for for Black Friday comes out, and I'm like, "Are you fucking kidding me? Like this would be perfect." Yeah. So. I asked you very nicely if we could please push it back. Mm-hmm. And then I showed you the trailer and you were like, absolutely, fucking lutely we're pushing it back. <laughs> For Devin, yes. For, For Devin Bruce, and Bruce? Yes. absolutely. fucking lutely So Black Friday just came out like the 24th on streaming, on demand. Yeah. So it's, what, seven bucks on Amazon to rent? I think so, yeah. Uh, it's probably also available on iTunes, but I don't... I use Amazon for pretty much everything, so. Yeah. Uh, so the plot, it's Black Friday and the shoppers at a big box toy store are getting more out of hand than normal. A group of employees soon realize there's more to the madness than bitchy soccer moms trying to score discount dolls. That doll. The dour... <laughs> dour Dennis. Dour Dennis. I want that fucking doll. <laughs> maybe maybe without the defects. Without the defects. We'll, we'll talk get... about them in a minute. Yeah. Um, directed by Casey Tebow. Screenplay by Andy Griscoviak. Okay. The cast, we have Devin Sawa's Ken. Mm-hmm. He was Alex in Final Destination. He was recently in Hunter Hunter. He was the teen crush of millennials like myself everywhere. So there's that. Mm. Ivana Baccaro is Marnie. She was Eva on High Seas. And I also, this blew my fucking mind. Have you seen Pan's Labyrinth? Yeah. She was Ophelia, the the little girl. God, I'm old. Yeah, that's her. Mm. I know, blew my fucking mind. Uh, then we have Ryan Lee as Chris. He was Champ in the Goosebumps movie. Okay. 
Stephen Peck is Brian. He's been in mostly in, in like short films. Okay. Michael Jai White is Archie. Mm. He's played Jax in a lot of different like Mortal Kombat stuff. He also played Al Simmons, aka Spawn, in the live action Spawn film. You know what's really adorable? What? Is I had that written down as the first thing to say, and I didn't say it because I knew you would. Aww. I know. And then we have Bruce Campbell as Jonathan, who, if you're listening to this show and you don't know who Bruce Campbell is, what are you doing? Yeah, he's that really helpful guy from Burn Notice. Oh my god. Okay, yes, he was in Burn Notice. <laughs> yes, he was. But he's Ash Williams. Yeah, Evil Dead. the Evil Dead. And All the various connected. other things. Well, he's... He's played Ash Williams the most, probably, but he's been in other horror properties, and... He's also he, been in a Spider-Man video game. He's in the Sam Raimi Spider-Man movies, too. He's got cameos. Mm-hmm. He just strikes me as being an all-around, like, nice guy. I've heard he's a nice guy. Like, people who have met him mm-hmm. just say he's, like, just super cool. I love this fucking movie. <laughs> I had a blast watching it. I... So, here's the thing. Most of the time, we try and watch or rewatch movies together if we can. Mm-hmm. But if we can't, I will go ahead and watch them in my time, and David will watch them in his time, and then we'll just discuss them together. So we had to rent this one, and because you're currently working later, there was just no time for us to rent and watch this together. Yeah, yeah. So you had to rent it on your Prime account, Yeah. and you watched it before I did. Yes, I did. So when you were talking about how awesome it was and how you loved it, I had the option of either renting it or buying it. And I just said, fuck it and bought it. Oh, jeez. Okay, cool. So I own it now on my Prime account. And and I can can watch watch it it whenever I want. Yeah. Because that was my thinking. I was like, well, if I love it as much as he loves it, I'm going to want to watch it again. And now you've got something other than Tremors to watch. I (laughs) <laughs> I tease. I tease. I'll show you my Prime Purchase library. Okay. You'll understand. I have more than Tremors to watch okay. and Maximum Overdrive. Anywho. I I don't regret that choice. There's sometimes where I'll just buy a movie having never seen it. And I'm like, man, this is a real piece of shit. But this movie is so fucking good. It gave me very um, Slither vibes. At times. I could see that. I could see that. Because the whole thing is it's some sort of weird alien parasite that is turning the shoppers into monsters. Yeah, they're kind of... Well, more monstrous than they already were. (laughs) Zombie-like monsters, but not zombies. Yeah. It was like... Very resilient. Yeah. So there's elements that remind me of the zombies from... The zombie creatures from Slither, but also kind of like some Deadite vibes. Mm-hmm. Which is why I fucking love when Bruce Campbell gets to say the they're never really dead line. Mm-hmm. Because I'm just like, you fucking bitch. <laughs> Cause, yeah, of cause, course. Because they took one out and he's like, they're never really dead. They're never really dead. And then it does come back and he's like, I told you. I'm like, well, you would know. <laughs> um, I have a couple thoughts. This movie, honestly, it spoke to me a little bit more. Mm-hmm. Maybe that's just because I've worked so many Black Fridays. Yeah. Because there's actually, there was one instance where I already worked a job at the mall. Mm-hmm. And I had been hired as seasonal help at another store. So there was actually a Black Friday where I opened at one store. Oh. Yeah. I opened at the clothing store, worked most of the morning, had an hour, maybe an hour and a half between shifts, Mm -hmm. and then had to close at the CD store I worked at. Oh, God. So I had an hour to an hour and a half to change and get something to eat and, like, rest up a little bit before I had to finish the rest of the day. You did two tours that day. Oh, my God. It was, it was bad. (laughs) It was not a fun experience. Uh, and it was not worth it because minimum wage is minimum wage is rarely worth it. So here's my first thought. Mm-hmm. We're introduced in the in the beginning of the film. Ken, who's divorced and he has kids and he goes and is uh, picking up Chris. Yeah. And as they're driving in, there's Christmas music playing in the car. I can guarantee that their store, especially because it's a toy store, mm-hmm. would have been playing Christmas music 
in the in-store music since mid-November at the latest. Oh, yeah. The last year that I worked retail, so 2020, Mm -hmm. corporate started our holiday playlist the day after Halloween. No. I'm not even kidding. No. No. I had actually been complaining a few days prior to that that I was getting really sick of our in-store music because they hadn't changed it for months. And then I come in the day after Halloween and it's Christmas music. And I'm like, no, this isn't what I meant. (laughs) Be careful what you wish for. (laughs) So no one I know who works retail listens to Christmas music voluntarily. No. Like you just don't. Because you you get so sick of it. I told you my whole thing with Christmas music, especially in a car. Yeah. For those of you just joining us, I... I grew up watching the Silent Night, Deadly Night series and stuff, and so mm-hmm. I always associate Christmas music with car accidents and fatal deaths. Yeah. I can't help it. It's just... And occasionally you'll get a good Christmas song. Like, I discovered there's this... Um, Ariana Grande does this really good Christmas song. Uh-huh. But most of the time it's the same shit over and over and over again. There was actually one year where, you know that uh, Hawaiian Christmas song? Mm-hmm. There were two different versions of that. On our in-store play. Two different versions of the same song. That's not variety. No, it isn't. There's also this song that I absolutely hate called Christmas at the Airport. I don't even want to look it up. I know. But yeah, no. No one who works retail, as far as I know, voluntarily listens to Christmas music. Because you get sick of it real fast. Like, no joke. Today I was at the grocery store. And they were playing Christmas music. Yeah. And I groaned out loud. Like, like several times a new song would come on and I would like go, ugh. And... (laughs) That gets you very dirty looks from the elderly people who are doing their grocery shopping also at like 8.30 in the morning. <laughs> well, you know Because they what? don't understand. Maybe they're sitting there going, this was a banger. Yeah, I was checking out and I was scanning my purchases at the self-checkout and I heard Melakaliki Maka and I went, oh God, no. <laughs> it's great the scan first time faster, I heard Scan faster, scan faster. So back to the movie. Back to the movie. Um... There were a couple people, particularly Anita and Brian, Mm -hmm. that I, just their attitude, I was like, I've worked with you. Yeah, because Anita's the one that's like, well, that attitude's why you're not employee of the month. You know, your shirt's not tucked in. That's grounds for a write-up. Like, bitch, shut the fuck up. I love (laughs) Corporate said Black Friday was racist, so now it's Green Friday, like money and Christmas. And I'm like, you know what? Corporate deciding that Black Friday was racist... That fucking tracks. Yeah. <laughs> it's the kind of, that's the kind of stupid shit that they would focus on. Not anything that actually matters. Like employees maybe wanting to uh, not. Yeah. I do like when they're doing the, uh, like the pep talk kind of thing. <sighs> Brian, yeah. Brian mentions that, uh, like he very tries to get it through very sneakily that there will be no paid breaks that evening, which the second I heard that I was like, okay, legally you can't do that. Like, I don't know, like, when it came to watching Slacks... And they were doing a 10-hour shift that night. Right. They, they made it clear they were doing a 10-hour shift, no paid breaks, so right. what, I have to clock out for my break, or what? Right. Well, and that's the thing, because when we were watching Slacks, because that movie takes place in Canada, I was like, well, for liability issues, this probably wouldn't be allowed, but I don't know for sure. Right. Maybe things are done differently. I don't think that that would be a thing, but again, I, don't, I can't say for sure. Right. But this movie takes place in the U.S., So I do know how breaks and stuff work in Mm -hmm. retail in U.S. stores. And if you work four hours or more, corporate has to give you a break. Like they legally can't. That's why some that's why some managers will do this bullshit where instead of scheduling you to work four hours, they schedule you to work three and a half. Yeah. Because then they don't have to technically give you a break. Oh, if you work an eight hour shift, you get a break and a lunch. All right. I guess you're working seven and a half hours. Like, I'm not even kidding. Yeah. No. Oh, trust me. I know. Uh, and I know I mentioned this with slacks and employees, new employees starting on a big night like Black Friday or inventory or whatever. Yeah. But especially with a seasonal employee like that guy Emmett, who's like skating around, he goes up to Ken. He's like, oh, they told me I could shadow you. And I'm like, you would have been fully trained and ready to go weeks ago because most most retailers in the U.S., they start hiring their, like, seasonal holiday help at the end of October. Mm-hmm. So by the time you get to Black Friday, you've already worked several shifts and you know what you're doing. 
You're not having to stop and ask people things constantly, which no. then slows everything down. You would already know your shit. I love that they mentioned holiday bonuses. Mm-hmm. I've never worked at a retail place that gave holiday bonuses. No. The most we ever got when I worked retail, as far as any kind of like special thing, was um, they would order on Black Friday because they didn't want us to leave the store to get food for ourselves because it would just take too long. Right. Um, they would order us lunch, mm. but we didn't get to decide what we got. Oh, so they would not. they would usually get. The first year, it was, um, like, sandwich trays, mm-hmm. and we didn't have a refrigerator, so they just sat on a table in the break room all day. Uh, so get them when they first arrive, or don't get them at all. Right. Unless you want to leave early. And to drink was jugs of water. Yeah. So, I mean, I don't know. I also love that uh, when they're talking about the holiday bonuses. Mm-hmm. Then Brian mentions that uh, there were going to be layoffs after the holidays. I'm like, well, yeah, that's typical. Yeah. Like, because most stores, they'll hire more people to cover for them being busy during the holidays. And then at the end of the holiday season, typically all the seasonal employees are cut. Unless someone like really stands out. Right. Unless you do a really good job. Yeah. Like I have, I have been kept on after a holiday season because I did a good job, but it's very rare. I, I was a seasonal hire at my current job years and years and years ago, and I was one of the fortunate few. Yeah. Because I'm a rock star. Yeah. Um, I do love that even as shit's hitting the fan, Jonathan and Brian are like, we need to get this wrapped up quickly so we can get people back to shopping. Yeah, no, that's not happening, bub. When, once you have holiday deadites in your store... You're not reopening. Yeah, if people are vomiting up their internal organs on your sales floor... Yeah, that's... <laughs> the night's over. That, that You're done. You're That's... No, nothing else is happening. The amount of store loyalty... Well, not store loyalty, but co-worker camaraderie slash loyalty. Like, mm-hmm. when shit's that crazy, saying, you know what? Look, we got a game plan. I got your back. I will kill this thing so you live where none of them came to the store thinking, I'm going to have to kill something yeah. so someone else may live. I get that. I have a confession to make. Oh. Because I'm me, Uh huh. at every retail place I have worked, I have thought about what I would do if a zombie apocalypse happened while I was at work. Oh, goodness. Most of the time, most of the stores that I worked at, it didn't end well. <laughs> because... I didn't work at stores that were had anything really survival necessary. Like yeah. the best one was I worked at a really the only good one was I worked at a coffee shop. Mm-hmm. The coffee shop I worked at, we would also have like um, we would make cookies and we had like some simple lunch things like soup and sandwiches. So I'm like, well, at least I would have food. But the doors were glass and wood. Yeah. So, that's your, <laughs> so I'm like, your oh, right, shit, I'm already fucked there. Yeah. Any store that has like a metal grate. Mm-hmm. So probably the video stores that I worked at was the one that I would actually be able to live in the longest. You'd survive on, on movie snacks. Movie snack, Pocky. Yeah. Um, I think we had soda. And one of those little refrigerators. Well, and we had a bathroom in the, an employee bathroom, so oh. I would at least have water. Okay. There are two speeches mm-hmm. in this film that I really enjoy that are so fucking accurate. At one point, Chris gives this speech that I call the corporate hell speech. I lo- he talks about how when he was a kid, he loved coming to We Love Toys and, and he was so excited when he started working there. And then it just kind of like it just wore down on him. And honestly, that is so on point. Yeah, I will advise. We don't have a lot of listeners that are teenagers and or people who have maybe not had a job yet, but never get a job at a place you enjoy shopping at. You'll learn to hate it. You will learn to hate it. And that would also also honestly go for restaurants, unless you want to like be mentored by a chef there or something like that. Don't just become a server at a restaurant you love. No. Mm -hmm. Unless you're, unless you're wanting to learn like, like cooking chops from somebody. Don't work at a restaurant you love. Yeah. Pick your favorite fast food restaurant and don't apply there because you will learn things that make you never want to eat there again. Mm hmm. And if you work at a clothing store or a music store or something, well, not that the, not that music stores really exist anymore, but if you work at a retail location, 
that you enjoy and something happens and you have to quit or you get fired, you're never going to be able to shop at that store again. That store is just dead to you now. Yeah. So that I really, I really felt that speech deep in my soul. Yeah. I also like Jonathan's line of uh, customers aren't always right. They just want to think that they are. Yeah. I felt that with my whole chest. (laughs) And I love that he just kind of breaks down the whole, the whole, you know, they think they're getting these great deals, but this is how it breaks down. And they're really not because, yeah, we might be selling the TV at a steal, but you've got the brackets and the cables and all the other things. Yeah, because that's what he's talking about. And that's where where we nail you. So, yeah, you might be getting this TV for 35% off. But now you have to buy all the shit that comes with yep. it. So anything that you thought you were saving, you're spending that and more on the accessories. Yep. So it's all just a capitalist sham. My other thing, and this is Jonathan again, mm-hmm. is uh, he's finally had enough. He's finally fed up. And he's just like kicking the shit out of some of these creatures. And he's like, my face hurts from the fake smiling. My ears hurt from listening to Air Supply 50,000 times. And worst of all, my fucking feet hurt. And I'm like, yes. Yeah. Yes, my dude. Because that is all 100% accurate. It will make you retail, working retail will make your, your, your face will hurt from having to smile at people that are treating you like crap. And there are songs that will come on on your in-store play you have no control over and it may be a song you love but after you've heard it a million times you will fucking hate it it reminds me of um the 40 year old virgin mm-hmm. where paul rudd sends, says to jane lynch if i hear yamo be there one more time i'm gonna yamo burn this place to the ground yeah that's a great line and it and it, accurate yeah <laughs> and yeah no oh my god nothing will if you are not used to standing for long periods of time Nothing will make your feet hurt more than working retail. I was actually, when I was watching, uh, rewatching Slacks today, mm-hmm. I noticed that Gemma is in stiletto heels. <laughs> and yeah, I no was dumb. like, bullshit. <laughs> There's no fucking way. Like, I don't know anyone who would, like, you may wear like a boot that has like a little bit of a heel or something like that, but you are not working a four to eight hour retail shift walking back and forth and backing forth in stilettos. No way. I don't want to give too much more about this movie. I realize I've really just talked about the retail aspects. The The special effects are, fantastic. are fucking amazing. Uh, Robert Kurtzman and his team are actually responsible. Robert Kurtzman uh, was a founding member of KNB. Yeah. He actually has his own studio now. And his studio was responsible for the effects in the film. Yeah. And it's just the makeup effects are so good. I love the monster grandma. Yes. And I there's this slight, the infected, I guess that's what we'll call them, because that's okay. basically what they are. Yeah. Initially, they start out, they just kind of look sick, and they've got like boils and stuff. But the longer things go on, the more they start to look... Almost demonic. Very demonic, but like in a weird um, reptilian, deep sea, scary fish kind of way. I could see that with like the exposed... The exposed teeth, the pulled back. Yeah. Yeah, okay, yeah. I could see that a little bit. It, it's like if you crossed a, a, a cave lizard with something you find in the Mariana Trench. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Was that a confusing thing that I just said? I didn't see anything lizard-like in him at all, but I believe your interpretation of well, it. Well, maybe not. Well, because the, the, some of the way the, he, the way the head moved... Kind of reminded me a little bit of Velociraptor movements in Jurassic Park. Fair. Um, I feel like they moved like humans. Oh, I don't know. I got... But your interpretation of it is valid. Thank you. I. What? <laughs> How magnanimous of you. <laughs> well, I'm just saying that I didn't see it that way, but I'm not going to negate the way that you're expressing you saw it. That's fair. <laughs> One of the other things I do love about this movie is it completely nails the... Um, work friends thing Mm -hmm. where these there are people that you work with that you love that are like you're really good friends with them at work but you would never hang out with them outside of work you clock out they stop existing basically yeah yeah granted there are some people that kind of end up crossing over well yeah into being like friends friends 
And then you've got the inter- the the folks kind of in that void in between, like you know, if you're giving a ride to somebody, you know, you're yeah. Th- there there's a little crossover there, but then it's like you know, you got a little buddy cop style banter in the car right there, and probably a ride home. But other than that, you know, it's it's work. Well, like Ken and Marnie, they like they'll make out occasionally, and sometimes they'll go get breakfast. Pancakes. But pancakes, pancakes. Um, fucking hell. Monday. Mm-hmm. Monday, I'll get pancakes. Okay. But she's like, we're not dating. She's like, I've never met your kids. You're I, almost as old as my dad. We're not. She's like. I don't know you. I don't really know you. You don't really know me. Yeah, we've made out and stuff, but it it's to pa- like it passes the time. Yeah. It's not like we're not in a relationship. Right. I love that Anita is clearly that coworker that basically everyone except management fucking hates. Mm-hmm. Most places have that employee where management loves them, but all the rest of the retail worker, all the rest of the workers, I won't just say retail because I'm sure this person exists in like other work environments also. But there's that one person that they're such a fucking kiss ass and the managers love them, but the rest of the workers can't stand them mm-hmm. because they're such a, you know, suck up goody two shoes. Anita is definitely that person. Yeah. I was very happy when she died. I was like, fuck yeah. So that's, it's not really a spoiler. I mean, it's closer to the beginning. The, you but... expect the most annoying person to die. Yeah. It's, it's the, that trope in horror of the um, audience approved death. Yeah. Where it's someone, you're not supposed to like them. So you can feel good about them dying. Does that make sense? Yeah. Anyway, all in all, I'm, I'm so glad we waited to do retail horror to watch this movie. It was, it's so good. I absolutely love it. It spoke to me as a former retail worker on so many levels. I recommended both of these movies to uh, one of my former supervisors today. Yeah. The only other thing as far as like accuracy when it comes to retail as that I. This Black Friday is fairly accurate, aside from the whole alien parasite thing. But the other thing that I've seen that is really accurate to how retail can be is Superstore. Mm, it has yeah. it has very similar vibes and that made me feel very warm at like it made me feel seen back when I was still working retail. On, honestly, and that's some a discussion we had because I, I said it it's basically Superstore if it was a horror movie. If, if if Superstore was a horror movie, yeah. Yeah. So if you like Superstore, you'd probably like this too. Uh it's not too gory. No. There weren't any there's some really good deaths. Um but there weren't a whole lot of times that it where it made me go, oh damn. <laughs> I highly recommend it. It's yeah. it's so good. And the thing that I like is that Devin and Bruce actually produced the film. And I feel like when when you have an actor that enjoys a script so much that they're willing to put their own money into it, I feel like that speaks volumes. Yeah. So I'm I'm more likely to give something a shot. And I'm like, well, if they put their own money into it, clearly they think it's good. And yeah. I I would recommend this to pretty much anybody. Yeah, I would too, unabashedly. Yeah, I'm. I do not regret buying it outright. Sight unseen. Yeah. I'm. I'm glad you bought it too, because we're watching it this weekend. Oh, okay. Because I watched it on a small screen. Yeah. So did me you? Too. We didn't watch it on our TVs. I had to fight with sunlight peeking through the blinds and all that. Yeah, no, we're gonna watch it proper now. Yeah, I had to fight with fluorescent lights. Ugh. Plus, I kept having to pause because I was at work. Yeah, I was I was in between my split shift. Yeah. So I didn't have to worry about that. But yeah, nope. Kept having to pause because I had to do my job. Well, yeah. I mean, that's that's nice too. Yeah. Yeah. So I think that's going to do it for us. Yeah. As always, you can find us on our socials through our website h2horrorcast.com. There are links to our Facebook, Twitter, uh, also our Patreon. We are patreon.com slash h2horrorcast. You can support us for as little as a dollar a month. Uh, shout out to our current patrons, Liz, Lizzie, Gray, and my mom, the Fierce Four. Yes, the Fierce Four. And that's all I have to say. I'm done and I'm tired. You're done and you're tired. Do we want to tell them uh, anything that they might want to watch for next uh, episode? So next episode is going to be our second remake, Redux. Mm-hmm. We are going to be watching... Um, the original Black Christmas and the uh, first remake. 
Yes. Uh, we are not going to be doing the second remake because I don't want to. <laughs> and because it's not really anything like it, either it, of the other ones. The there's not. There's really different. no. There's not really any overlap other than sorority at Christmas. Yeah. So, yeah. If you want to uh, watch those, I don't know about the Black Christmas remake. I know the original Black Christmas is currently available to stream on Tubi. Yeah. So Tubi, it's a. Uh, free there are ads but they're not super annoying yeah so anyway yeah so until next time i'm tia and i'm still david and stay spooky friends bye music for this episode is save us now by shane ivers our artwork is by katherine nixon <laughs>